So I've often said that more money doesn't solve a money problem. If it did, millionaires wouldn't go bankrupt. I know that firsthand because I was living check to Monday, making 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000 dollars a month. It didn't matter how much money I made. I always found a way to be broke. So I had to check uh, what I thought was the asset that I had um, to get to wealth. I had to check the fact that I thought I was smarter than everybody else. I had to check the fact that I went to some of the greatest schools uh, in the world, um, high schools and college. I had to check the fact that um, I had the solution. And the truth is there are laws of abundance that will help you get to the next level. And when you obey, identify, and put these laws into place, then you will begin to see how your life can truly change. So what I want you to do right now is get pen and paper, get started so we can go through the laws of abundance. The first law is this. It's called the law of difference. And if you um, are looking at other people and you're looking at how they are successful and you're looking at um, how they have achieved their goals. Um, it's okay to emulate some of the positive things like having a positive mind, having um, positive energy, um, looking at the glass, not as half empty or as half full, but as having the potential always to be overflowing. If you start to think about those things, those are some of the similarities um, for people who are truly operating in abundance. And I'm talking about peace, harmony, joy, and yes, financial stability. But the truth about the law of abundance is this. The law of difference says that your difference lies in your importance that is only distinct to you. Let me say it another way. The law of difference says your difference decides your importance and determines who pursues you. Now, let me give you an example. When I first started um, talking about finances and um, how I was going to help people, um, I was asked to come to a big event. Uh, there were hundreds of uh, African-American women at this conference and the average salary in the room was well over $400,000. So when I was invited to be the speaker, um, I was invited with a specific, uh, you know, topic list of things that I was supposed to address. And I knew um, that there were many other financial professionals who existed. I don't need to say their names. You know who they are. And they are all great in their own right. But the law of difference told me this, that I had to stand out and do something that was different. And the thing that was different for me was that I had a different experience. I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I did not go through high school and college understanding money and never making any mistakes. The thing that was different about me was that I had messed up every single thing that I could possibly mess up. I had uh, lied, stolen, you know, all of these other kind of things. And um, I mean, it's just the truth because when you, let me tell you what the stealing part is. When you say that you're going to pay somebody um, and they let you walk out of the store and you give them a credit card and you sign your name and say that you're going to pay um, and then that bill comes and you don't pay, then you just stole that material. Let me be really, really clear with you. You just stole that material. And I had to realize that about myself, that every time I had broken a promise um, to pay somebody or to pay a department store, to pay a credit card bill with the full 
understanding, knowing many times I knew I couldn't pay. I was just on a wing and a hope and a dime trying to figure out how I was going to get it done. I often got into financial situations without a plan. My plan was I'm great. My plan was I'm smart. My plan was I will figure it out. But the truth is, mathematics does not need to be figured out. One plus one equals two. The science is always the same. So what was different about me in the law of difference is that I had a different experience. So I chose to share that experience with those women. I went to that meeting with all of those executives and I told the truth. I talked about being born and raised in the projects. That was strike number one. I talked about uh, being raised by, you know, a single parented household, basically my grandmother who had an eighth grade education. That's strike number two. I talked about going off to school and getting so many credit cards and I couldn't pay anybody. That was strike number three. I, I talked about um, then getting into a position where I was making money because I was helping people get their credit and finances straight, but I still wasn't making any. That was strike when I was making money, but I wasn't keeping it. That was that. Was, I don't even know what strike I'm on. I just had so many strikes. And the truth is, when I started talking to those women about my experience, I will never forget the first lady. She was so well manicured, St. John suit. She threw up her hands and she started crying and she basically said she wanted to be free. So the law of difference, me choosing to be different is what made me stand out. And that's who decided to pursue me. So if you are trying to get to the next level financially, if you are trying to figure out how you're going to break through, if you're trying to live in purpose, which will uh, ultimately manifest in abundance for you, because it is only when you are doing what you know you were put here to do that you can actually truly operate and the spirit and the energy and the freeness of abundance that I'm going to tell you to embrace what is different about you. Forget how they did it. Forget what their story was. Forget what their walk was. What is your path? Because I promise you, there was somebody who needs your path. There is somebody who needs your testimony. There is somebody who needs your story. There is somebody who can get the glory. Yes. And all you have to do is apply this law of Abundance. It's the law of difference. Your difference decides your importance and determines who pursues you. Who needs to pursue you? Is it single mothers? Is it single fathers? Is it people who have been disenfranchised? Is it folks who are struggling, suffering? Is it folks who've elevated? Whatever it is, the different thing about you is what's going to manifest your harvest. The harvest is here and the time is now. And I am challenging you. I'm challenging you to find out what is different about you and to embrace it. And you can do that all the time at asklin.org. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So, yes, we're talking about the laws of abundance because more money doesn't solve a money problem. If it did, millionaires wouldn't go bankrupt. Uh, so for everybody who keeps making more money and you're still more broke, well, then we need to start to apply more principles. So the laws of abundance um, started out with uh, in my first uh, uh, the one that I talked about first was the law of difference. And it basically says your difference decides your importance and determines who pursues you. So what's different, uh, what's different about you is what's going to make your market. What's different about you is what's going to make you blow up. Mark Zuckerberg was different. Uh, Bill Gates was different. Oprah was different. 
um, everybody who has been great, who has done anything. And there are regular folks from, you know, all walks of life who did not have wealthy parents or wealthy circumstances who just found their difference and they were able to blow up. So if they can do it, so can you. The next law of abundance says this. It's the law of the mind. And it essentially says your mind is your greatest asset. Do you have more money in your closet or in your car or in your garage than you have in your mind? Because if you do, that too is a recipe for disaster. Let me help you understand something. And this is this is for everybody who's out there getting all the knowledge in the world, because, yes, you must put knowledge in your mind. You must go and gain an education for whatever it is you want to do. Now, if somebody wants to build a building, they have to go to construction school or carpentry school or learn that particular trade or get a license in plumbing or electrical work or whatever it is. And a building is supposed to stand and it's supposed to have a foundation. Well, what about your life? What about your, uh, you know, financial uh, future? What about your legacy? What about the generations that will come after you? If you want that to stand, if you want that to have a foundation, then you're going to need to get an education. And even if you already have one, you still need to stay connected to an education in order to get to the next level for where it is you are trying to go. So the law of the mind, your mind is your greatest asset, but it's not just about what you put in your mind because knowledge is not power until it is put into action. You've got to get the knowledge and then you don't want to overthink because overthinking is a waste of time. Overthinking is a waste of energy. Overthinking will have you running around in circles year after year, decade after decade, thinking about what you're going to do at some point, you got to go back to the law of difference and you got to be you and you just got to do you. You've got to make a decision. So the law of the mind, it's yes, it's about getting knowledge. It is also about putting that knowledge into action. But let me tell you the greatest, the greatest thing that the law of the mind, if you embrace it, the greatest thing that it can do for you, it can help guide your decisions. Does your mind tell you that every time something bad happens that you are a victim? Does your mind tell you that every time somebody does the wrong thing that you can't trust anybody? Does your mind limit you or does your mind allow you to expand? Well, I am telling you that the law of the mind, it being your greatest asset, it can be also it can also be your worst enemy. There's a book called The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And let me tell you something. I have been in that state where my thinking, it wasn't the, it wasn't the information that I had. It was how I thought about the information that either propelled me forward or moved me backwards. Now, one of the things that I realized as a young girl that I was, I always did. And I was talking to my father the other day and I was sharing this with him is that I was around many different personalities, many different levels of, uh, you know, genius um, and even mental illness. Growing up, I saw lots of different things in the projects. And what I always did is I uh, likened myself to a chameleon. I would modify my behavior to emulate those things that were positive. And then the things that I saw that were negative, I was like, hey, I'm not going to do that. So the law of the mind told me that even when things didn't look like um, they were going to work out or even when I did not measure up, my mind was open enough to adjust. Right. 
Do you have a closed mind or do you have an open mind? Every time somebody comes to you with a new idea, do you shut it down or do you actually stop and think about it and pray and say, Hey, maybe this is possible. Let me tell you something. I have a lot of people who I know um, grew up with family members, friends, colleagues, college friends, and they talk about they smart. And I always say this. Uh, if you're making dumb decisions, you need to check how smart you are. I was one of those people, straight A student, always getting A's, always excelling in my classes. Let me help you understand something. If you were a straight A student as a kid and in high school, that has nothing to do with your future success. Because lots of times when you are measured by how academically smart you are, it doesn't necessarily set you up for common sense. It doesn't set you up to be open because you're thinking, hey, I've always done it this way. So guess what? I must be doing it right. And so here I was smart or so they say and making all the wrong decisions. I was smart, but I kept finding myself in dumb situations. Now, if that's you, I'm not trying to say this to shame you. I'm not trying to say this to bring you down. It's just about awareness, right? And so the law of the mind, it's about getting more information than we already have available to us. Seeking out that information. It's about putting that information into action because knowledge is not power until it is put into action. And then it is about making a decision what you're going to do with the information and how you perceive the information. There's a saying that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. So if they lie to you, how are you going to respond? If they stole from you, how are you going to respond? If they cheated on you or around you, uh, how are you going to respond? Everybody who comes into your life who does something bad does not give you a license to go have a bad attitude for the rest of your life about that thing. What about this? Learn the lesson so you can get the blessing. Because when you learn the lesson and then you decide that what happened to you can be a blessing because now you know what not to do. You know who not to do it with. You know what to watch for. You know what questions to ask. Do not make yourself a victim. That also is a mind issue. All right. Call yourself the victor that you are. Call yourself the success that you're going to be. Speak those things that are not as though they were. And as I often say, speak what you seek until you see what you say. Act the way you want to be. And sooner or later, you will be the way you act. Now, I'm not saying fake it. But I am saying if you want to be great, act great. Even if your circumstances say you're not great, act like you're great. Before I became um, a national speaker and all this stuff, I talked the talk. OK, I talked it. Now, I told the honest uh, uh, you know, part of the talk. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a millionaire if I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that I understand how to get a home if I don't. I'm not going to tell you how to overcome credit issues if I don't know how to do that. But what I can do is walk in that power and say, we will have good credit. We will become millionaires. We will have wealth and abundance and prosperity and joy and harmony for our children and our children's children and our mamas and daddies and grandmamas in our communities. Yes, we will. Will you? You see, the law of the mind, it's what's going to dictate how you engage and interact with others. The law of the mind dictates your energy. 
Nobody wants to be around somebody who's always acting like a crab in a barrel, uh, haters, naysayers, blockers, and crab barrel leg pullers. Nobody wants to be around that. So if you are trying to get to the next level, the law of abundance, this law says that the law of the mind is your greatest asset. Use it and treat your mind like the millionaire that you are or are going to be. Always go to asklin.org for more. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I am excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Okay, so we're talking about the laws of abundance. We are still talking about the laws of abundance because the harvest is here and the time is now. And if you have been acquiring money and all of the things that you thought you were going to need in order to get to the next level and it has not been working, it's time to apply some additional principles to your overall financial uh, wealth and well-being strategy. So we talked about the law of difference. You got to stand out, be you and do you. We talked about the law of the mind. Your mind is your greatest asset. Make sure you are investing in it and make sure you make sure you are pouring into it. Now we got to talk about the law of recognition. The law of recognition says this. It says that everything you need is near you, merely waiting on your recognition of it. Everything you need is near you, merely waiting on your recognition of it. In my book, The Symphony, A Guide to Creating and Balancing Multiple Streams of Income, I talk about how to use your gifts, talents, and skills to create increments. In a musical symphony, you have instruments, and if you play each instrument at the right time, they will make one beautiful sound. But in your business symphony, you have increments, and increments are businesses that make money. And if you apply each one, at the right time, then they can make one beautiful bank account, one beautiful, wealthy, uh, you know, uh, portfolio. And so it's in you identifying the things that you naturally are and the things that are around you that are available to you. This has manifested in my life over and over and over again. And as I work with people all across the globe, whether it be celebrities, whether it be single moms, whether it be stay at home mothers, people in the military, the one thing that I am realizing that is consistent across the board is recognizing, recognizing that which you already have. Okay, so maybe you have the gift of gab. Maybe it's talking that's going to get you to the next level. Maybe you have the gift of organization. Maybe it's being an operations manager or putting together a system for someone else that's going to make you invaluable to their business. Uh, perhaps you have a talent, whether it be singing or dancing or acting or uh, doing voiceover or writing um, or creating or composing. What you have to do next in order to achieve what it is that you have to achieve is right there, merely waiting on your recognition. Now, what's also there is uh, you making a decision and recognizing the things that you don't need. It is recognizing 
something that is in your life that may be blocking you, causing you harm. And you may have tried all these years to figure it out. You have been battling. You have been wrestling. And every time you encounter this person, place or thing, then you find yourself with your energy depleted. You find yourself feeling depressed, confused. Then I am saying to you that the law of recognition also says that what you need to do to get to the next level is near you waiting on your recognition. And when are you going to recognize that there are people in your life who are draining you? When are you going to recognize that there are people in your life who can also help you? When are you going to recognize that if you have a problem trusting people, then guess what? No one will ever trust you because nobody can do life alone. And when you make a decision or you you see the law of the mind will tell you, I can't trust anybody. Well, here's the deal. Who is it that you don't trust? Is it really you? Because I find when you can't trust anybody, it's that you don't trust yourself to set boundaries. You don't trust yourself to uh, back out if you're so far in because you might be thinking, well, I don't trust anybody because if I hire them, if I let them in my life, then they're going to know so much and we'll set some limitations. Set some boundaries, give people some milestones, talk to people about non-negotiable principles. These are the things in my life or my business or whatever it is that I am allowing you into. These are the things that I will not tolerate. And these are the consequences that will uh, that I will um, uh, deploy if you cross those lines. But let me tell you something that requires a plan that requires a strategy. And this requires that you take control over what it is that you want. I said before, speak what you seek until you see what you say. Speak those things that are not as though they were. My friend MC Light always says, everybody wants to help me. And guess what? I came along and helped her and took helped her take the business to a whole nother level. And many other people did as well. What is it that you need to say? What is it that's right there near you merely waiting on your recognition? I'll tell you what happened to me right before the pandemic. I was um, at a place in my life, in my career where I just kind of wanted to retire and almost do nothing. Um, the entertainment business um, had been extremely um Let me just say challenging. Um, I I had done a lot. I had helped a lot of people and I was just flat out tired and I really didn't want to do anything else. I was even thinking about packing up, moving home to Chicago and just sitting and looking outside for a year or two. I don't know what I was going to do, but I didn't want to do this anymore. And I kept feeling a nudging in my spirit. Some of you call it uh, your conscious. Some of you call it your gut. I call it the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit kept saying to me, listen, there is something you got to do something. You have all these classes, all these books. Everybody needs this information that you have. And let me tell you something. I cried. I cried tears. I cried uh, tears coming out my eyes and my nose. Y'all know what that is. Let me tell you, I was wet my whole face. And my, my husband looked at me. And after I got through crying, he did not rescue me. He said, what's wrong? I said, there's something I need to do. He said, well, you got to do it because people are waiting on you. And I had all of this material. I had all of these classes from decades. And so what I did know is that the pandemic was coming that a quarantine was coming. And guess what? I took everything that I had and I recognized it. And now it's working for me and it can work for you. If you need help, go to asklin.org.
So, yes, we're talking about the laws of abundance because more money doesn't solve a money problem. If it did, millionaires wouldn't go bankrupt. Uh, so for everybody who keeps making more money and you're still more broke, well, then we need to start to apply more principles. So the laws of abundance um, started out with uh, in my first uh, uh, the one that I talked about first was the law of difference. And it basically says your difference decides your importance and determines who pursues you. So what's different, uh, what's different about you is what's going to make your market. What's different about you is what's going to make you blow up. Mark Zuckerberg was different. Uh, Bill Gates was different. Oprah was different. Um, everybody who has been great, who has done anything. And there are regular folks from, you know, all walks of life who did not have wealthy parents or wealthy circumstances who just found their difference and they were able to blow up. So if they can do it, so can you. The next law of abundance says this. It's the law of the mind. And it essentially says your mind is your greatest asset. Do you have more money in your closet or in your car or in your garage than you have in your mind? Because if you do, that too is a recipe for disaster. Let me help you understand something. And this is, this is for everybody who's out there getting all the knowledge in the world. Because yes, you must put knowledge in your mind. You must go and gain an education for whatever it is you wanna do. Now, if somebody wants to build a building, they have to go to construction school or carpentry school or learn that particular trade or get a license in plumbing or electrical work or whatever it is. And a building is supposed to stand and it's supposed to have a foundation. Well, what about your life? What about your uh, you know, financial uh, future? What about your legacy? What about the generations that will come after you? If you want that to stand, if you want that to have a foundation, then you're going to need to get an education. And even if you already have one, you still need to stay connected to an education in order to get to the next level for where it is you are trying to go. So the law of the mind your mind is your greatest asset, but it's not just about what you put in your mind because knowledge is not power until it is put into action. You've got to get the knowledge and then you don't want to overthink because overthinking is a waste of time. Overthinking is a waste of energy. Overthinking will have you running around in circles year after year, decade after decade, thinking about what you're going to do. At some point, you got to go back to the law of difference and you got to be you and you just got to do you. You've got to make a decision. So the law of the mind, it's yes, it's about getting knowledge. It is also about putting that knowledge into action. But let me tell you the greatest, the greatest thing that the law of the mind, if you embrace it, the greatest thing that it can do for you, it can help guide your decisions. Does your mind tell you that every time something bad happens, that you are a victim? Does your mind tell you that every time somebody does the wrong thing that you can't trust anybody? Does your mind limit you or does your mind allow you to expand? Well, I am telling you that the law of the mind, it being your greatest asset, it can be also it can also be your worst enemy. There's a book called The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And let me tell you something. I have been in that state where my thinking it wasn't the it wasn't the information that I had. It was how I thought about the information that either propelled me forward or moved me backwards. Now, one of the things that I realized as a young girl that I was I always did 
and I was talking to my father the other day and I was sharing this with him is that I was around many different personalities, many different levels of, uh, you know, genius um, and even mental illness. Growing up, I saw lots of different things in the projects. And what I always did is I uh, likened myself to a chameleon. I would modify my behavior to emulate those things that were positive. And then the things that I saw that were negative, I was like, hey, I'm not going to do that. So the law of the mind told me that even when things didn't look like um, they were going to work out or even when I did not measure up, my mind was open enough to adjust. Right. Do you have a closed mind or do you have an open mind? Every time somebody comes to you with a new idea, do you shut it down or do you actually stop and think about it and pray and say, hey, maybe this is possible? Let me tell you something. I have a lot of people who I know um, grew up with family members, friends, colleagues, college friends, and they talk about they smart. And I always say this. Uh, if you're making dumb decisions, you need to check how smart you are. I was one of those people, straight A student always getting A's, always excelling in my classes. Let me help you understand something. If you were a straight A student as a kid and in high school, that has nothing to do with your future success. Because lots of times when you are measured by how academically smart you are, it doesn't necessarily set you up for common sense. It doesn't set you up to be open because you're thinking, hey, I've always done it this way. So guess what? I must be doing it right. And so here I was, smart or so they say, and making all the wrong decisions. I was smart, but I kept finding myself in dumb situations. Now, if that's you, I'm not trying to say this to shame you. I'm not trying to say this to bring you down. It's just about awareness, right? And so the law of the mind, it's about getting more information than we already have available to us. Seeking out that information, it's about putting that information into action because knowledge is not power until it is put into action. And then it is about making a decision what you're going to do with the information and how you perceive the information. There's a saying that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. So if they lie to you, how are you going to respond? If they stole from you, how are you going to respond? If they cheated on you or around you, uh, how are you going to respond? Everybody who comes into your life who does something bad does not give you a license to go have a bad attitude for the rest of your life about that thing. What about this? Learn the lesson so you can get the blessing. Because when you learn the lesson and then you decide that what happened to you can be a blessing because now you know what not to do. You know who not to do it with. You know what to watch for. You know what questions to ask. Do not make yourself a victim. That also is a mind issue. All right. Call yourself the victor that you are. Call yourself the success that you're going to be. Speak those things that are not as though they were. And as I often say, speak what you seek until you see what you say. Act the way you want to be. And sooner or later, you will be the way you act. Now, I'm not saying fake it. But I am saying if you want to be great, act great. Even if your circumstances say you're not great, act like you're great. Before I became um, a national speaker and all this stuff, I talked the talk. OK, I talked it. Now, I told the honest uh, uh, you know, part of the talk. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a millionaire if I'm not. 
I'm not going to tell you that I understand how to get a home if I don't. I'm not going to tell you how to overcome credit issues if I don't know how to do that. But what I can do is walk in that power and say, we will have good credit. We will become millionaires. We will have wealth and abundance and prosperity and joy and harmony for our children and our children's children and our mamas and daddies and grandmamas in our communities. Yes, we will. Will you? You see, the law of the mind, it's what's going to dictate how you engage and interact with others. The law of the mind dictates your energy. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's always acting like a crab in a barrel, uh, haters, naysayers, blockers, and crap barrel leg pullers. Nobody wants to be around that. So if you are trying to get to the next level, the law of abundance, this law says that the law of the mind is your greatest asset. Use it and treat your mind like the millionaire that you are or are going to be. Always go to asklin.org for more. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I am excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits. Lynn Richardson and New Wealth University is giving 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program. The Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program will give you two full years of unlimited access to all of Lynn's online classes, books, boot camps, master classes, and webinars. So give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits with 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program, available on lynnrichardson.com. Okay, yes, we're talking about the laws of abundance and we got to talk about this law of abundance. Uh, This one is extremely important. It is just as important as the other laws of abundance. And this one is the law of place, the law of place. And it says this, where you are is just as important as what you are. Your provision is in your divine place of assignment. So you're trying to find food to eat. You're trying to find enough money to pay your bills. You're trying to provide provision. You see, when you follow God's vision, then he makes provision. God is not um, authorizing, co-signing, nor is he providing resources for your vision. You're going to have to pay for that on your own. My friend, uh, Michelle McKinney Hammond said that God's vision is the provision that will manifest into your life. Or I should say God's vision will provide the provision that will manifest into your life. And God has a vision for you to be someplace since the beginning of time. Abraham was told to go to a place. Moses went to a place. You might be still in the same place and that might be why you're stuck. It's not just a mental place because you need to go there as well to a new mental place. You need to move out of the victim space and move into the victor space. That is your mental and your emotional place. But you may also need to make a move to a physical place. I never dreamed in a million years, 
like it was the last thing on my mind that I would move to California. It didn't make sense. The cost of living completely went against my principles and my values. Okay, because my thing is, why would I go somewhere where the cost of a house is three times the cost of a house in another place? I can just go to the other place and get the cost of the house there and keep some of my money in my pocket. But the truth is, had I gone to the wrong place, had I gone to the wrong space, had I gone to the wrong city, the opportunities that God had and has for me would not have manifested there. So where you are is just as important as who you are, what you are, what you and what you are doing. Let me say that again. Where you are is just as important as who you are, what you are and what you are doing. Some people cannot manifest because you're doing it in the wrong place. That might be in the wrong company. It might be in the wrong city. It might be in the wrong group of people. But the law of place is the law of abundance. It might be time for you to move. That's why the Home Buyers Club, buy a home with Lynn.info. That may just be the key to you breaking out into your next thing. The harvest is here and the time is now. Go to asklin.org. The harvest is here and the time is now. That means the season for you to reap is right here. The law of recognition says that everything that you need is already right there with you, merely waiting upon your recognition of it. So we've been talking about the laws of abundance, but we cannot conclude this lesson without these two final laws. They're not the final laws, but they're the final laws for this particular topic, this particular subject, for this particular lesson. It's the law of honor. The law of honor says who you choose to honor determines your success. You ever heard anybody say don't burn any bridges? Now, it does not mean you stay attached to people who do not line up with your principles, your values and your morals. But how you depart is more important that you depart. How you move forward is more important than whatever it is you think you're going to gain by moving forward. Who you honor, who you honor determines your success. There may be somebody in your past that you have dishonored and you know deep down inside. Now, you may have told the story to 52 million people about how they did you wrong, but you know you had some skin in that muddy game, too. You know that you may have done some things to trigger something. Let me give you one example. I always tell people this. I say, listen, never worry about giving too much because nobody can use you. There are people who told me, well, don't tell them this. They're just going to use you. Well, don't do that. They're just going to use you. Well, guess what? If I don't tell you what I'm doing, if I don't show everything I got, how am I going to know how far I can go? I'm not getting into any situation with anybody where I'm only going to give five when I know I got 10. I'm not going anywhere where I can where I'm only going to give 15 if I know I got 35. I'm going to give it all I got because you only get one chance to make a first impression. Now, here's what happens. If that person does something to dishonor the the agreement, the contract or the relationship, then now I know how to uh, activate 
my non-negotiable principles and establish boundaries and then issue consequences. Okay. So who you choose to honor when you are doing the best that you can, what you're doing is you are serving Colossians three and 23 says work as if you're working for the Lord and not for men. So when you go into something and you expect the best, then give your best and give honor when and where it is due. Even if you have to leave, don't rebel rebellion. The Bible says is like witchcraft. If you want to leave, just walk away, move on. Say you made a new decision, but you don't have to go out swinging and fighting and putting yourself in a position where you do not have honor. The law of the seed. The law of the seed says this seed plus expectation equals harvest. Some of you are planting seeds that will never get to the next level because you don't even expect it to grow. You are planting the seed and you don't believe it's going to happen. You must believe that that seed is going to manifest into your season of reaping. You must believe it even when it don't look like it. When people tell you it's not going to happen. Everybody told me I couldn't do it. But look at me now. People are laughing. But who got the last laugh now? So you want not just the last laugh, but you want the last elevation. Seed plus expectation equals harvest. And the harvest is here. And the time is now. And it is your season to exercise the laws of abundance because more money doesn't solve a money problem. Go and get what God has for you. Go to asklin.org. So what is the action of the day? What is the word of the hour? The action of the day is to be you so you can do you. Be you. The law of difference says that there's something different about you. And that difference, if you embrace it, manifest it, nurture it, and invest in it, that difference is going to determine who pursues you. There were many different social media platforms out there. I don't even remember them all. But then Facebook came along. There were many different versions of computers that were out there. But then Bill Gates came up with software called Microsoft, and IBM came up with a machine, and Apple came up with things, things that were different. It decides who pursues you. Now, the action is to be you so you can do you. And in doing you, apply the laws of abundance. Let's go through all of them. The law of uh, difference. We just talked about that. It says that your difference decides your importance and who uh, pursues you. The law of the mind says your mind is your greatest asset. Do you have more money in your closet than in your house? or in your house that you have in your mind? If so, then we've got to figure out where we're going to now place our investments. We're also gonna take action on that knowledge. And finally, we're gonna choose how we apply that knowledge. We're gonna use good, positive, loving, open energy with the knowledge that we get. The law of recognition says everything you need is near you merely waiting on your recognition. The law of two says two are necessary for multiplication. One can slay a thousand, but two can slay 10,000. Go and get a partner. Teamwork makes the dream work. The law of place says where you are is just as important as what you are. And within God's vision, there is provision. And that vision may also mean a place for you. Okay. The law of honor says who you choose to honor determines your success. I say dishonor no one. Disagree agreeably. Don't burn any bridges. And of the, the law of the seed says seed plus expectation equals harvest. 
So the word of the hour is Jeremiah 29 and 11, where God says, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, hope and a future. So your present today doesn't have to be your tomorrow, your past. You can't change it, but you can make a new decision today. And I am here. I am with you. I am ready. The harvest is here. The time is now. The season is yours. The reaping is yours. It is all yours for the taking. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter what you didn't do. What matters is what you do right now. Go and get everything that God has for you and apply the laws of abundance.